Shalom, this is Rabbi Eliyahu Mitra from the globalyeshiva.com. This week I'd like to speak about Tisha B'Av and why it's applicable to us today. A lot of the material that I have comes from Shimshon Pinkas and also from Rav Moshe Shapiro. So one of the questions we have is why does the Avelis go down right at the very end? We know that in the 17th of Tammuz we have to start the period of mourning. We stop listening to music. Then what happens is Rosh Chodesh. We can't take showers anymore. And on Tisha B'Av itself, it's a fast day. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of the afternoon at Tisha B'Av, we start to relieve ourselves. We're allowed to sit on chairs. We're allowed to clean up the house. We're allowed to put on tefillin. All of a sudden, the Avelis disappears. But that's the most essential moment. That is the point in time where the destruction of the temple actually happened. So why do we decrease in mourning at that point? That's one question. Another question is, we know that Chazal tells us that the Mashiach will be born on Tisha B'Av. Why should it be that the Mashiach is born on Tisha B'Av? And the third question is, why do we list as a separate tragedy the plowing of the base of Migdash? Once the base of Migdash was destroyed, so what's the difference if it's plowed or not? Now, in order to answer these questions, we have to start to understand what are we mourning over? What exactly is the mourning on? So the verse says in Tehillim, at the rivers of Bavo, there we sat, we wept exceedingly, when we remembered Zion. So what are we mourning? We're mourning the spirituality that we could have potentially had at the time of the base of Migdash. It was gone. When we remembered Zion, that's when we wept. We wept at the possibility that we could have been close to Hashem, that we could be close to Hashem right now. If we were alive at the time of the base of Migdash, we could be on the level of the Tanaim. We could have had Ruach HaKodesh. We could have had prophecy. Tremendous level of spirituality was what we're missing today. It says that at the time of the base of Migdash, each day our sins were forgiven. Each day was like Yom Kippur. We would wake up the next day and our sins were forgiven. We were totally pure and holy. We had the ability to purify ourselves. Tremendous level of spirituality. The Pasek and Echa says when they were mourning, they were lovesick. It's like they had tremendous love and all of a sudden the person left you. How does the person feel? What kind of feelings does a person have if he lost somebody he loved? But we were raised in darkness. What are we supposed to do? So all we can do is to take the spirituality that we have and try to conceptualize and think deeper into it. To take that Yom Kippur experience and build on it and think about it and imagine what it would be like to have every day Yom Kippur, every day to feel close to Hashem, every day to feel sukkahs. That's what it was like. And the more that we mourn over that, the more that we really feel that it's lacking, that agufa, that is our connection to the base of Mikdash. The heavier the mourning, the greater the connection. The more that a person loves somebody that he lost, the more he's going to cry. And the more he cries, is a simon. It's a sign how much he loved that person, how much he cared. That is the connection. So that's the answer to the first question. Why is it that all of a sudden, it decreases on Tisha B'Av itself the level of Avelis. Why? Because once you have reached the ultimate level of mourning, that's when things turn around. That is the connection. The more that you mourn at that point, things turn. You start to feel connected. So that is the answer to the first question. Why is it that at the height of the Avelis of mourning, all of a sudden things lighten up? Because that is the connection. That's a goof of the connection. The more that you mourn, the more connected you are. And then you feel connected again. 
And that's why things lighten up in the afternoon of Tisha B'Av. And that's also why it's Shaykh the Mashiach. Because the more that we care, the more that we mourn, that itself is the thing that's going to bring the redemption. And that's what the Gemara in Tainus says. Those who mourn over Jerusalem will see its joy. The mourning brings the joy. The mourning brings the connection. And why is it that plowing the base of Migdash is considered a separate tragedy? Because the destruction of a Chorban is worse than the Chorban itself. If we completely forget about the base of Megdash, it was plowed, okay, it's gone, let's move on. Let's go forward with life. What's the problem? Life is fine. Everything is great. Why should we worry? Why should we be upset about the base of Megdash? happened thousands of years ago. That a goof is the greatest destruction. At that point, you're no connection to spirituality. How are you supposed to connect to spirituality if you don't even feel what you're missing? You don't even know what you're missing. Now, Tehillim 79 is considered a song about the destruction of the base of Megdash. How can you have a song about the destruction? So the Midrash explains that Hashem destroyed sticks and stones and He didn't destroy the Jewish people. And how did Hashem do that? He took away the light. He took away the spirituality because the spirituality itself was the thing that was going to destroy us. Api Kabbalah, the way things work is if there's too much light, it breaks the kalim. If there's too much light, it breaks the vessels that hold the light. So instead of destroying the Jewish people, he took away the light, he took away our spirituality. And that is a praise to Hashem, that he didn't destroy us. He took away our wisdom and our spirituality in order to save us. It's not a very pleasant way to save us, but that's the way things work. So how are we supposed to get the spirituality back? The answer is, if we change our kalim, if we change who we are, we can get it back. If we can receive that light, we have the ability to receive the light, we'll receive the light. The Parkiyavos in the third parrot explains, if a person's wisdom is greater than his deeds, his wisdom will not last. If there's too much light, it's greater than who he is, really who he is, his identity, it won't last. It's going to be destroyed. And that's exactly what happened to the Jewish people. But you ask the question, <laughs> it's a contradiction. How does taking away the light help us? You took away spirituality, so now we're not spiritual. The answer is no. When Hashem takes away our light and our spirituality, then we get in touch with really who we are. At the time of Avelis, you contact your deeper self. On Tisha B'Av, the inner Jew is tested. Our inner selves, our deeper selves, our selves without all of the pleasures of this world, and not everything to boost us and hold us up, our identities, our real identity. Who are we really? There is a story in the Holocaust that the Nazis heard there was this one Jew who refused to eat treif. So they were going to show him. And they wanted to get this Jew to eat treif. They were going to force him. So they went to go find him. But it happens to be they grabbed the wrong Jew. Now this other Jew, he ate treif every day of his life. He wasn't religious. But all of a sudden when the Nazis started to force him, you're going to eat treif. He refused. He refused because he understood he was under so much pressure in the Holocaust. He had nothing, no food, he had no clothes. Can you imagine being in the Holocaust? At that point, his inner Jew came out. He refused to eat treif, and he died, Kiddush Hashem, for not eating treif. The true Jew came out of the person. Why did that happen? Because he was at the bottom. When you hit rock bottom, that's where we see really who you are. At that point, that Nakuda is your identity. And that's the point where a person has to change. And that's what the Avelis is about. The morning of Tisha B'Av is about reconnecting 
reconnecting because that's really who you are. You were created to serve Hashem. That's who you are. So a person hits rock bottom, he can find his true identity. Now, Rav Moshe Shapiro explains that this concept is really built into reality itself. Where do we know that Rosh Chodesh is considered a Moed? A Moed means a meeting with Hashem. Hashem comes close to us on Rosh Chodesh. We learn it from a Pasuk and Echa that's referring to Rosh Chodesh Av. And some Forshim want to explain it's referring to Tisha B'Av itself. The verse says, The Lord has trampled all my heroes in my midst. He proclaimed a set time, a Moed, against me to crush my young men. We learn the idea of Rosh Chodesh being a Moed, which is a happy time, a time of meeting Hashem, from Tishbav, from Av itself. How can it be? So he wants to explain. The Gemara in Chulin 60b, this is the famous Gemara that Rashi brings at the beginning of Bereshis. It says like this, And God created the two great luminaries. And then right afterwards it's written, a greater luminary and a lesser luminary. So make up your mind, is it two great luminaries or is it one? So the Gemara says, really, no, the sun and the moon were equal. But what happened? The moon said before the Holy One, blessed be he, Master Universe, is it possible for two kings to utilize the same crown? And God said to the moon, you're right, go diminish yourself. So most people learn this to be a punishment, but there's another way to learn it. Go diminish yourself because that is the essence of who you are. That's going to be your true crown, to diminish yourself. And the Marshall there explains that this is a paradigm of a righteous person, a humble person. He makes himself small. And we know in Kiddush Levana that Hashem compares the Jewish people to the moon. They're constantly making themselves small. So what is Rosh Chodesh exactly? Rosh Chodesh is the point where the moon completely disappears. We know that the moon goes through cycles. On the 15th, it's at its height. At the end of the month, it disappears for 24 hours. The same thing with the Jewish people. As we diminish ourselves, we mechadesh ourselves, we become new, we revitalize ourselves. Through destruction, we always rise again. This is a story of the Jewish people. We've been exiles, thousands of years, Inquisition, Holocaust, there's no end. But each time we come back, afresh and new, the same thing for an individual. When you hit rock bottom, that is the point where you renew yourself. And Tisha B'Av is a conscious attempt to hit rock bottom. Let's get in touch with the true mourning of the base of Mikdash. Let's get in touch of what a low level we're on. Because through doing that, by realizing who we are and how far away we are, that is the way that we're going to become close. That is our renewal. That is why Tisha B'Av is so important. We are consciously getting in contact with the destruction, with the exile, with our distance from Hashem. And that itself brings us closer. The deeper we go, the further away we go, the closer we become. It's a contradiction, but it's true. And it's every month, Rosh Chodesh, the moon disappears and then it comes up new. It's been going on for thousands of years for the Jewish people. By thinking that everything is okay, that distances us. If we think everything's fine, what do we need the base of Migdash for? Have a nice apartment, have a nice car, everything's good. What's the problem here? What are the Jewish people complaining about? Why do we have to mourn? That itself is destruction. That itself distances us from Hashem. It's by going deeper and understanding our mourning. That's what brings us close. And that's why Tishbub is so important. Thank you for listening. To get more enthusiasm for your Judaism, become a free member at globalyeshiva.com.